You're listening to episode number 13 of the Heart and Hustle podcast. We're your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to take a moment to read a review from one of our listeners. Leanna14 says, Perfectly named, this podcast is a beacon of light and heart, just like its beautiful creators, Evie and Lindsay. These two constantly pour out groundbreaking content that will consistently uplevel your business and brand. Just when you think they've done it all, they find more ways to pour out into the amazing community of creative entrepreneurs. This is an A++++, and I can't wait for more. Okay, Leanna, thank you so much. That was so sweet of you. And guys, we are so thankful for everyone who tunes in and takes the time to leave a review. Like we love it. We don't take it lightly and we read every single one. And it just, it means the world to us to hear your guys' feedback. If you are loving the podcast, we would love it if you would take two minutes to write a review and it helps us grow this podcast to continue serving you with helpful content so much. So thank you so much. If you've left a review, we're excited to read more. And if you haven't, we would love you to do that. Anywho, today's guest is one of our favorite people on planet Earth. I'm not kidding. He's hysterical. He's wild. He's the best dang videographer on the planet. Today on the podcast, we have the one, the only, Brady Clayton. (laughs) Snaps. That's, that's me snapping. Anyways, Brady is a destination videographer and branding specialist who devotes his time and energy to his craft, visual storytelling. He's been our go-to videographer for our personal businesses, as well as the Hart University for over a year now, and he's so, so incredible at what he does, guys. Having a passion for cinema since he was a little kid, Brady has developed an incredibly unique and engaging style of storytelling that has allowed him to craft videos for major brands and influencers across the U.S. and the globe. His past clients include Marriott Hotels, Fox Sports, Getty Images, Jordan Lee Dooley, Jamie Dana, Drew Pearson from the Dallas Cowboys, Dr. Pepper, and Instagram, like the actual company, not just like an Instagram video, whatever. (laughs) He filmed a video for Instagram when they rolled out the official launch of IGTV, and his video was right next to Kim Kardashian's, like, no big deal. (laughs) This guy is doing big things. When he's not creating branding videos for clients, he's hanging out with his gorgeous wife, Quinn, for real, she's so cute, and their seven-month-old baby boy, Asher, who's also mega cute. If you follow Brady on Instagram, you know he's known for his wild and entertaining personality. So today on the podcast, we chatted with him all about how he infuses his personality into his business. He also shares what got him into videography in the first place, why he intentionally chooses to not film weddings, which is a traditional route most videographers take, and how a single GIF, or is it GIF? I'm still not sure how to say that word, landed him a huge deal with a mega company. We also couldn't do a podcast with Brady without sharing some crazy stories of how we first met and what happened the week of filming our online course content a year ago. This is an episode you do not want to miss, so get ready to laugh a lot and hear some fire truth brought to you by the one and only Brady Clayton. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> oh, guys, I have literally been waiting so long for this podcast to happen with you guys. We have been waiting so We're long so to have, so you, on, to have so. you on. 
I'm so freaking excited. Let's go. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, Brady, for people who don't know, can you tell us how your career started? Like, tell us your journey of how you got to where you are today. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. I love this question. So I am a videographer uh, that primarily specializes in branding videos, telling full-fledged stories, but in a really condensed, juicy uh, format for social media. So I started honestly by complete accident. Um, <laughs> I like, I, I, so growing up, I was always a very creative, very visual person. My parents always made us play outside. So I would always be like digging in like costume boxes and putting on outfits and like reenacting like old movies that my pa- that like my siblings and I would watch. And we would make home movies together as kids though. Right. So like, this is not, in high school or college or anything. This is just like growing up. And I've told this story a couple of times on other podcasts, but I started out with just like one of those super old, like nineties camcorders, you know, the ones that like you literally have the tapes. You yeah. have to, like, put in. Wait, yeah. I had the same thing. I did so, the same thing in high school. You did? Yep. We can talk all about <laughs> that later. Yeah. No, I was like into oh video. God, dude. Crazy. I was like almost about to go up into LA to like do film. Have I not talked about this with you? I mean, not to interrupt your story at all. I don't know. No. <laughs> okay, well, keep going. Keep feeling the spotlight here. We could have li- we could have literally second shot together as children. This would be amazing. I would have so wanted this to happen. I made music videos to Jesse McCartney <laughs> so. and like all the all Allie and AJ, all of it. Oh my gosh! So hold on. I, I think I remember like, you showing worry. me some of that. I did. I oh, did show it to you, and you, la- you laugh at me. Yes, I do remember this now. I didn't remember. That was legendary. Oh my gosh. Um, so I just like had those like old nineties, like camcorders. Right. And that's all I had to film with. Okay. And back then, like there wasn't editing software that you could like import a VHS tape into like a computer and like make a video. So music was a really big thing to me. I loved soundtracks. So the only way that I could incorporate like sound into my videos was if I literally carried around a like D battery powered CD player that had a track <laughs> queued up that I could put on my shoulder so that when it played, it would pick up in the mic of the old camcorder <laughs> while I'm filming my scene with my siblings, right? And like, I remember like the juxtaposition of all this coming together in such a hilarious way was we would like film stuff around the neighborhood and there would be these like rabid dogs that our neighbors owned a couple down, like houses down <laughs> that our parents like would never let us like venture out in because like they would attack you. So I remember literally like going out into the neighborhood like with a camcorder in one hand and like my D battery freaking Walmart's portable CD player on my shoulder and then my Red Rider BB gun tucked under my arm arm so that I could shoot dogs away as I'm trying to like get the perfect shot with my sibling as I have like the Narnia soundtrack queuing on like my portable city player. It's ridiculous. It's like the most insane visual picture ever. Um, so, so anyway, that's how my career started. Um, I, I quickly forgot about all of that. Um, and uh, actually really creepily similar to Evie's story about being involved in politics, I thought I wanted to be a politician when I grew up. When I grew up, wow! <laughs> I it. Oh. That is- <laughs> Brady, that's like the last thing I could ever picture you being now. <laughs> <laughs> because I would need a teleprompter. Because I literally just said "growed up." Um, <laughs> Clearly, real good with the words there, Clayton. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that that was going to be my passion, like going forward, was politics. And so I was in the same organization that Evie was in. And then when I uh, graduated college, 
I was like, I want a super dope job. I was a snob, honestly. I was like, I really wanted a job with like a really cool title. I was like that douche. And so um, I like hustled for an interview and somehow at the age of 21, I ended up becoming the executive director for the Dallas County Republican party, which is the ninth largest County party in America, second largest County party in Texas. I was 21. I had no official political experience and I was essentially playing like house of cards in real life, but like as a total fresh, no experience young buck. And which is just like ridiculous. And this was in the middle of the 2016 presidential election between Trump and Hillary. So like that firestorm on top of it. So, um, yeah. Right. Like totally crazy. So I was in the middle of that insane roller coaster. I ended up getting fired from that job two weeks before I got married to my wife, Quinn, um, because a new guy came in, a bunch of people resigned and then they like cleaned house because that's politics. So I went with that. And I, I, I dabbled in a couple of other corporate gigs after that, but I was like, I like life post college was so different than I imagined it was going to be. And I just was not fulfilled in anything that I like got my hands on after college professionally. And so that's when I was like, well, what did I like love doing when I was a little kid? Like, what did I really enjoy? And that was telling visual stories through cinema, through short, uh, short form video and telling stories in a really fun and engaging way. So I had my wife's 5d Mark three, which she had owned when she was like 17 as an amateur photographer. That's all I had. I had a little tripod and that was it. And I just started kind of offering videos for free for super small clients and charging nothing just that I could build a portfolio just so I could get it started. And then one thing led to the next. Other people referred. Word of mouth spread quickly. I started increasing my prices. And then the people and the caliber of clients that I started working with started to increase. And then the rest from there is kind of history. But that was that was the wild roller coaster that led me to where I am here. Dang. Oh my gosh. I freaking love your story. And I love how like (laughs) randomly similar it is to mine in that we both just kind of fell into it. We're like, whoops. Oh man, I love this. (laughs) Like it wasn't the plan. It wasn't ever anything that you thought you were going to do long term. No, never. I mean, politics is the dream, right, dude? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, dude. I wanted to be Frank Underwood from House of Cards. That was me. me. Well, you got to live it out for a short period of time. I I appreciate that. Um, I would love, (laughs) like, since we do have that, like, random connection that a lot of people probably don't know about, I want to hear from your Mm. perspective. Tell the story of how we got connected with you, Lindsay and I, (laughs) and what brought this, like, fun little team together. Oh, my gosh. Okay, guys. So imagine Evie, but in, like, a super (laughs) young, awkward homeschool version of Evie. That is (laughs) when I stepped on the stage. They just have to look at YouTube to find Wait, what, that. Lindsay? They just have to look at YouTube to find <laughs> that. But not her YouTube channel now. Like okay. the depths, the depths. No, 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 no. Oh gosh, don't Dude, encourage that YouTube solid, search. There's no. some solid, good homeschooled videos of Evie on YouTube. No, no apps, guys, exposing me, really. Oh yeah, oh yeah, guys, search it now. Um, so anyway, so we Evie and I met when we were probably I was probably what like eighteen or nineteen. And you were, I don't know, 16, 15 I think 16? so. Yeah. Yeah, Something I think like so. So we were part of a political nonprofit organization called Teen Pack Leadership Schools, which basically just trains teens in how the political process works at state capitals across the U.S. So we kind of like 
through a long series of events, like kind of like mixed and mingled and like became friends through that, but then totally lost touch when like life carried on. She got into photography and then I got into videography and then literally like what reconnected like five years later, like after all that. Yeah. And it was wild because I had seen, obviously like we like became friends on Facebook, um, after like meeting each other at like team packed events and things like that and like becoming friends. And I saw a bunch of your videos that you were putting up of like literally just the most random videos that you were creating. And I was like, dang, this dude's good. Which were terrible at the time. Which are so bad. Still think they're bomb. (laughs) But that's what like literally you just posting like random videos of like you and Quinn or like whatever, just these random videos that I was seeing. And then when Lindsay and I were going to film our online course, the Heart University online course, I was like, we need a videographer and we need someone with like energy and vision and like passion that's going to match us because I didn't just want to bring any random like corporate videographer on who wasn't going to like match our vision and energy. And I was like, Lindsay and I are a handful and we need someone who's going to be able to handle that (laughs) handful. And and that's when like, I think it was honestly God, because I was just like sitting there on the phone with Lindsay talking about a videographer and it was like, bam, Brady Clayton. And I was like, that's our dude. (laughs) Honestly, I really genuinely think that that was God that like brought us together. Like what a random association that all of that would accumulate years later to an amazing team and experience. So insane. Well, and I remember Uh, um, when you you showed me the – I think you were like, oh, dude, we should think about this dude. And you showed me, I think it was Brady, your and um, your wife, Cl- I almost said your wife, Clayton, your wife, Quinn, um, <laughs> you're like Southwest. It was like your vlog of like driving through a bunch of states or something like that. Yeah. That's what she showed me. And yeah, I was like, yeah, I dig yeah. him. We can. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I think I sent her like via Facebook Messenger, of course, like all these links to like your Facebook videos of like um like the tiny house like living yep. and like yep. the Southwest vlog. And then yep. I think I also shared with her like the first like Cancun contest video yep. too. And I like sent all of those over and I was like, he's a pro. Look at his work. <laughs> That's amazing. It's so tragic because the Southwest vlog got taken down by YouTube because I had a Kanye West song in it. So no one can see it anymore and it makes me really sad. Oh, um, no. Yeah. But I I and actually um well, we'll touch on this later, but I, I, I genuinely think that creators need to put out a lot of personal stuff just as much as they did as they do client portfolio work, because you just pointed out a really good thing. And that was what led you to me was not even watching stuff that I'd done for clients. It was literally just dumb YouTube videos that I had. Yeah, it was all personal. Yeah. I hadn't even seen any client work from you before. I like hired you. <laughs> like, yeah. I saw your personal work and that was it. Yeah. That's so crazy. Uh, yeah. We can talk about that like later. Cause that's like a really big, important point for other creators. Like to yeah. don't not yeah. forget is like making cr- personal stuff. Okay. Well, so good. speaking of the fact that we hired you, um, for those that don't know, we, ha- we hired Brady to film our online course and we flew him out to Hawaii where we were filming. Um, to basically like offend him highly by by wasting his talent, we 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 filmed, 
we filmed our online course, which was literally just in my spare bedroom. There was no air conditioning because we live in Hawaii and also air conditioning makes sound. So sound quality. So we were literally in a hot box of a room. Like, and we were like, Hey Brady, come to Hawaii and film like this epic online course. And he's like, Oh yeah. And then we get there in the first four days, literally are like 24 seven in this hot box room, just like him behind the camera, just literally his only talent is just hitting a button record. <laughs> um, but I remember, I remember what was so funny is like, like we, we all were like somewhat good friends at that point, but we were still kind of like getting to know each other a little bit in the yeah. middle of like all of this. And I remember a couple that like probably several months later, we all came to grips with the fact that that was the worst week that I have ever had in Hawaii in yeah. my life. Like yeah, same. legitimately you come to Hawaii, I think you're going to have an amazing time. And we were sweating buckets. I mean, we yep. were losing hundreds of calories a day, <laughs> just sitting there. In and then a we, sauna. We, like, we, I'm honestly surprised that the lens cap didn't fog up. There was so much humidity in that room. Yeah. We, then we put you yeah, up in like the, the Airbnb down the street with this little old Asian lady. <laughs> this little Japanese lady. It was great. Who survived Pearl Harbor as an infant. I was like, okay, wow, this is crazy. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh my like, gosh. <laughs> but for our listeners, tell once we actually did get out of the hot box room and actually started doing B roll, there's a bunch of crazy stories that happened that week. Just to start off this episode, mm. on a fun note, we want you to tell those stories for our listeners. Of what happened. Yeah. Oh my gosh, guys. So this is the crazy, the craziest week in Hawaii ever, right? So like we're, we're sweating our butts off in the hot box, but then we're like, oh, we have so much to look forward to because then we can like get out in Hawaii nature, film some epic B-roll. We considered the Haiku stairs at one point, which is like a huge That's feature of Oahu. It's like definitely me- mega illegal, but like so epic, right? We had all these amazing plans, and then literally within probably the first four hours of our first day of shooting, uh, we're getting, like, awesome, epic, like, drone footage of you guys, like, on a cliff, and there's these huge surging waves just, like, pounding the shoreline, and, like, we didn't def- like we didn't read how big these waves were, like, once you guys got out there, <laughs> and, and we were literally, stupid. like, sharp, sharp. Oh, it was idiotic. It was a freaking moron move, and, oh. like... Y'all were like on these massive, sharp, like coral cliffs. And I, I have it all on video and it's, you've definitely shared it with your followers, but like this giant Megatron of a wave comes up and just slams both Evan and Lindsay <laughs> and just freaking puts Lindsay on her butt. And when uh, I say on her butt, like, but sharp, sharp coral. My and she's wearing a bathing suit. Was, yeah, where, my, like, <laughs> My butt cheek was raw from a scrapage. Like it was bad. Well, and also this was this was scrapage. literally, literally, this was the day after I found out I was pregnant, and my first thought when I fell down was like, "Am I still pregnant?" Like, it was not a good day. <laughs> oh my gosh! And then like the lifeguard came up and was like trying to help you, and you're bleeding profusely. You're in so much pain, and internally, I'm thinking, "Frick!" Like here we go, four day, like four hours into the first day of B roll, and like Lindsay can't even walk. Like, I mean, how are we going to pull this off for the yeah. rest of the week? It I'm was a badass. So bad. And then and I, you're I like, "Well, I can't." I, you are badass. <laughs> you did suck it up. And then, like, we couldn't climb haiku stairs, obviously, because, like, you couldn't walk. Even though you were a badass, you were a non-walkable badass. And um, so, like, there was just so much 
insane insanity that happened that week. And the cream of the crop, like the little cherry on top, was driving back. I probably was that day, or it was the day before. And I was telling Lindsay this crazy story of how Quinn and I had found out we were pregnant in like a super shocking like way where like she like had not had her period for two weeks, but that had happened before and she had still been like not pregnant. And then like, she was super late this time. And then suddenly voila, we found out we're pregnant. So I'm telling like this story to Lindsay and Lindsay's like driving in in, like the driver's seat. And she's like, Oh frick, you know what? Honestly, I can't remember the last time that I had my period. (laughs) And then we all like, there was like this, this like silent moment in the car. But then I like, I brushed it off. I like brushed it off casually. You, brushed it up. you definitely brushed yeah. it off. And then we, we like, get oh, home. Ha, ha, that's so funny. <laughs> well, we get home and I went immediately. And then we, yeah, and then we get home. Yeah, yeah. And I, I met, went immediately to the bathroom because I had a pregnancy test to just ch- casually chill in there. And I was like, well, why not? I'll just check. <laughs> and then turns out psych, I was pregnant. <laughs> and all of it was because we had a literally conversation in the car ride, like reminding you to take a pregnancy test. And then, <laughs> and then we had to film for another two or three days while you were still mentally processing this insane life change. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. So it was just like, it was such a crazy, crazy week. It was oh, wild. Man. Like literally Lindsay and I like, to this day it was it was amazing and it was so worth it and like it like working with you brady like you made it so much nicer and better <laughs> but literally Lindsay and i multiple times and i think with you too brady have been like that was the work week from yep. hell like i have yep. never ever hated what like a week of work more in my entire life like that was excruciatingly painful <laughs> It was so, and it was exhausting. There was that time that we went out and filmed at Shark's Cove, and there's all these like waves coming in. We were getting some like underwater GoPro B roll stuff. And I, being the stupid, lame, white dude that I am, that like hasn't clearly tried taking like holding your breath contests very seriously or whatever, I'm like, yo, I got this. I'm going to swim down to the bottom. I'm going to get some sweet like shots from up above of them swimming. And I like swim down 15 feet. And then I realize when I'm at the bottom, I'm out of air. I have nowhere to go. I'm going to drown. I'm literally going to drown and I'm going to catch it on video. And then me like, so like the shots are like so perfect of you guys like swimming. And then it's just like a frantic, like, like flurry of bubbles. as I'm like trying to get to the surface without like literally inhaling buckets of water. It was intense. Like we literally, we should have had, I think two full weeks, if not more to film all of that content. And we did it in like, what, like five days. Like Like, that was idiot. Like we should not have. But then everyone, obviously, that subscribes to you guys, they are able to see the awesome work that resulted at the end of all of it. Well, that's all kudos to you. Oh my god! Well, thank you, Brady, for (laughs) thank you for telling us that story. Um, We just like the (laughs) listeners had to know. The listeners had to know the uh, the craziness that went down. Um, But okay, navigating now back into, I want to hear a little bit more about your story and just glean wisdom because you have just jet-setted into the land of professional videography like a friggin' pro like so fast and so successful so one of the biggest questions that i that i want to ask you is because when a lot of people think of videographers we think of wedding videographers and you like very clearly do not do wedding Mm -hmm. videography so my question is why didn't you and why did you choose to go into the more commercial brand video route Right, right. Well, I'm going to be totally upfront and honest by saying I definitely started out 
with doing some wedding videos. But I think if we're all honest for the videographers or people that are wanting to get in a video who are listening to this, wedding videography can be very consistent, right? So the attraction to that industry is, okay, you know, I can shoot a video every weekend if I'm booked very occasionally. I can normally charge a pretty decent amount for people. It's consistent, right? And so for any videographer who's trying to get off their feet, mine included, I started with wedding videos. But then I made a major shift because it honestly just came down to passion. I don't want to offend anyone who's listening to this who is a wedding videographer. But if we're all super honest with ourselves, there are only so many freaking ways to showcase someone getting married through video, if we're being honest. Like, the same thing happens in every wedding. The ceremony, the reception, the first look, going down the aisle... Um, you know, ring shots, you know, I, I don't know, romantic session, like that structure is already given to you literally in a pamphlet that you get, like when you go to any wedding. And as a result, the footage that you're going to get might be different from wedding to wedding, couple to couple, all that location, but the structure is exactly the same. And so I wanted to branch out because I was like, sure, it might be consistent, but I'm not feeling creatively fulfilled. There's only so many freaking ways that you can show that people love each other. (laughs) And um, I mean, like, I don't know. I just think it's like, it's so overdone. Um, Not to hate on any wedding videographers out there, but at the end of the day for me, I wanted better clients. Um, If you (laughs) want to work with sick... If you want to work with sick clients and work on awesome projects, but you're only a wedding videographer, the only chance you have is that that client is going to get married and that's it. (laughs) Like, like that's literally the buck stops there. Okay. So if you want to work with like awesome, like brand influencers who are going to like take you amazing places and you're going to capture like some insane story or be a part of like an amazing project that has so many different facets to it. That's where commercial branding video is going to freaking score you big time. Otherwise, you, literally, you're just waiting for people to get married. <laughs> so, yeah, like, so that was true. a big thing for me. I just, I wanted to, I wanted better clients. I wanted cooler experiences. And honestly, I wanted to tell stories in really different and unique ways. And the commercial brand video journey and is just so deep in that regard. Whereas I just don't feel like the wedding industry is. Yeah, no, and that makes so much sense because that's literally something that, like, Lindsay and I have hired you for the heart. I've hired you for, like, a couple different, like, video, like, shoots to work on a project with mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Like, Lindsay and I are hiring you again to work with the heart. Like, I'm yeah. planning to hire you again to work with me. Like, <laughs> it's literally, like, like you're not, anytime you're not I have a project where I think I might right. want video. Right. Yeah, no. <laughs> I would Sorry, never Brady. want to you guys. <laughs> I love you so much. No, seriously, that makes so much sense. And I think for some people, like, it's it's very similar, like, in the photography world as well. Like, I love shooting weddings. And I, sure. like, that's literally, like, my passion. But right. I know some, like, really good friends who are incredible photographers who literally look at what I do and they're like, I would, I would die. I would shrivel up creatively and yep. die. And yep. I, like, I think that just comes down to, like, show the person. That, yeah, like, every yeah. single person and their creativity and their creative vision is different. Right. And, like... Right. I view a wedding day personally, and I know Lindsay is like very similar. Like I view a wedding day, like that structure to me is a challenge. Mm -hmm. And I love like tackling that challenge and being like, Mm -hmm. how can I tell this story completely differently? Um, 
Mm-hmm. But I know for you, that might not be the case. And that's so freaking cool. Like to yeah. anyone listening to this, it like, I feel like that just gives them the freedom to be like, Hey, you don't have to follow the status quo. You don't have to like be a wedding videographer or photographer or whatever it is that you think is going to get you like, make you successful. Like Brady, right. you are crushing it completely outside of the wedding world. And that's where you shine. And like, that's where you were born to be. And yeah. that's yeah. so cool. Well, and I, I really, I'm so glad you touched on that because I really want to emphasize that, like you said, it really does come down to the person and the personality. I buy it, like if you love capturing people's romantic stories on their wedding day, freaking go for it. Like it literally was just my personal creative needs that I needed fulfilled that just, it was just not vibing on mm-hmm. like a, a wedding way. And honestly, from an objective point of view, I think it's safe to say that the wedding videography industry is really flooded right now. And it kind of always has been. So if you suddenly become a niche branding commercial video videographer, you then become a lot more sought after and you stand out a lot more from other videographers as opposed to being a wedding videographer. But again, to each his own and like you a hundred percent can rock it if you are super passionate with wedding video. Yeah. That's just my perspective. Hey, Heart Fam, we had to interrupt this episode real quick to share with you something that's revolutionized our workflow. Everyone always asks Evie and I what the number one investment is that we've made in our businesses. Without a doubt, the best investment we've ever made to get our life and time back is HoneyBook, a client relations management software. We both use HoneyBook every single day and legit could not live without it. It's an all-in-one project management tool that's designed specifically for creative entrepreneurs. I honestly don't know what I would do without HoneyBook. It streamlines everything. Email conversations, client workflow, contracts, invoicing, calendar integration. HoneyBook literally coordinates everything for my business. They thought of everything that a creative entrepreneur could need and combined it all in one place. From templates, brand customization, an app so that you can send invoices while you're on the go, all the way to the little ka sound your phone makes every time you get paid, aka my favorite part. <laughs> HoneyBook gives you the ability to streamline and excellent client experience from your fingertips so you no longer have to spend 24-7 working in your business and you can finally get back to living your life instead. Guys, we know you're going to love HoneyBook just as much as we do. In addition to a free seven-day trial, we have an exclusive offer just for our podcast listeners. 50% off your first year of HoneyBook. Guys, that's a $200 value. All you have to do is go to share.honeybook.com slash heart and claim your discount. That's share.honeybook.com slash heart. Or you can check out the link in our show notes. Well, that like literally leads straight into like my next question of I like I want to hear what makes you stand out from the crowd. Like that that literally is you being you. Like Brady, you are such a unique person and your personality is like so unique. And that makes you stand head and shoulders above like any other videographer, regardless of like the niche that they're in. So I want to hear like, how did you learn to be yourself and to use it in your business to relate to people? Yeah. So I, I really think that for whatever reason, I think videographers as a whole are just kind of, I don't know, but this is like the impression that I've gotten. They're not like the most remarkable people or they're just kind of like somewhat bland. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's like an accurate statement, but at least the people that like I've worked with sometimes are just like super, like really, 
I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm offending no, no, like no, so many no. people right now. I think that's like, I think that's accurate because that's literally something that like, obviously Lindsay and I teach like personal branding and like be yourself. Cause that right. is what makes you stand out. And I think that's the case with like a lot of people in any sort of like professional service-based industry. Mm-hmm. They think mm-hmm. that they need to be like hiding behind their work. And so they become right. naturally like a bland brand and that, that yeah. You, yeah. Got, you nailed that. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm after. Yeah. 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 No, that's so true. You just, you just w- focus so much on your work that you don't necessarily focus on your personality and more importantly, the client experience. And that's a huge part of a client's experience is you engaging and interacting with them and making them super comfortable and, and making sure that they just have so much fun. So at the end of the day, when they see that final product and that finished product, when you upload like the video, they can see it for how amazing the video is, but also how much they loved working with you. And mm. that is what creates the perfect combination of an amazing product. Um, so, so I think good. that honestly, as far as just kind of like learning, learning how I, you know, try to just like stand out and be more personable was realizing that the bar was already kind of set pretty low, at least in videography, when it comes to just like really trying to go above and beyond to like please your clients and just like really put yourself out there and, just allow them to have fun. Um, and then another thing was, I just love, I love people. I mean, it is part of my personality and I I love that. Um, and that is like, that's such a huge part of being a videographer is your personality and like making the client feel comfortable. Um, but I honestly just, I just think that the more you allow the client to have an amazing time, the better product that you're going to be able to put out. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, and I, yeah, that's so good. I want to say, I think a lot of times, I think photographers do this too and, and business owners in general, but especially video because videographers are like known for being behind the camera and usually the talent in like Hollywood yeah. or wherever, like the talent or the face or the personality right. is always in front of the camera. And that's why right. I think Brady, you stand out so much because you are literally both. You are literally the master behind the lens, but the second you get in front of the camera, you are the star. And I think that's so cool because you're doing Mm -hmm. what like me and Evie teaches, which is personal branding and like putting yourself out there, putting Mm -hmm. your face, putting your personality and infusing that into your business. And you do that so, so well. And that actually kind of leads into the next question that I had for you is, um, oh, did you want to say something real first? Well, yeah. And I actually want to say like, I do it very, I'm like, I'm still very, and I'm just be very vulnerable with you and people listening. I do that very imperfectly though. I overthink what people are going to say here, man, here we go. I'm just going to get vulnerable real (laughs) fast right now. I really spend a lot of time thinking about what people are going to think when they watch a video of me or a picture, or if my my feed looks okay. Or if I'm coming across in a certain way, that's going to be perceived as like stuck up or, um, like obnoxious or like over the top in my personality. I overanalyze a lot. And, and as a result, and this is just an encouragement to the people that are listening to this, just don't think about necessarily all of those things or what makes you self-conscious in posting it and just freaking post it. Like literally just get over yourself and make content with you in it. Showcase your personality, be yourself. Yes. Be self-aware, but I get so caught up in perfectionism. And I think you can relate with this a little bit too, Evie, over the vlog. 
Um, mm-hmm. but just, I want it to look so freaking good. And so mm-hmm. I will spend so much time second guessing myself, d- like double thinking on if this is the right thing to post or if it looks okay, or if it's up to the standard that I want to be known for when it comes to the quality, when, when it has me in it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just overthink it a lot. And that's just being so, and I have, I am so imperfect in that way currently, like today and still have so much further to learn and work. But for those listening, you guys just need to get over yourselves. If you're struggling with putting yourself out there, putting your personality out, um, or making videos of yourself or showcasing pictures of you, just freaking go for it. And a lot of you guys will have even more guts to do that than I do currently. I'm still trying to get that down. Um, but for those of you who do struggle currently with it, just know that I'm in the same boat as you are. (laughs) Yeah. And that perfectionism will literally like hold you back so much. And I know Brady, like you and I have had conversations on this multiple times and I just want to say that (laughs) I want you when this podcast episode airs to go back and listen to this section in this clip. Actually, I'll have our audio engineer just cut that clip for you. That one, like, you know two-minute section where you're telling people to get over themselves and screw perfectionism (laughs) and put it out there. And I will have you that sent to you every single day so you can listen to it. Oh, my. (laughs) That's so Seriously, I, like, could not agree more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something that I'm really struggling with and have struggled with for a long time. And known in my heart, if I just went for it and I was consistent and I just posted a lot, I would crush it, right? Like, there's that that level of, like, self-confidence that you have. That's not arrogant, but you just know, like, I would be really good at this if I just freaking took the time to be more consistent. Brady, you're already crushing it. You are like so crushing it. But I think that is (laughs) that is one thing I have noticed is like, you don't. Which, again, this could be a lifestyle thing. It could be a personal preference, but you don't post a lot and you don't story a lot. And every time you do, literally every time you do, yeah. I'm like, yes, he's po-, like, oh, I get a Brady story today. Like, it's the, my <laughs> highlight of my day. And it's because it's you. I don't care about the quality of the story. Like, yes, I know you're a videographer and I know that the quality right. of your work is like high quality. But like the second that you freaking turn your mm-hmm. phone on and put it at that like 45 degree angle above your face and in this like quote unquote Brady fashion. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> that, that I know, like the content's gonna be good because it's coming from you. Oh my god! <laughs> well, that meant that means so much for for me to hear from you. I seriously appreciate that. I get grilled over the freaking phone angle all the time, but in like the funniest way possible. Um, but yeah, it's you're right. You. And, and honestly, and uh, I say. And I say all of that, not necessarily to like, you know, be a Debbie Downer on myself or whatever, but to encourage the people Mm -hmm. that are still struggling with being consistent to know that maybe from someone who's being perceived as like doing a good job in their industry, that I'm still working on that. And I am still trying to get better at it. And it's always a journey and it's always a learning experience. And I just want to know that like the listener who's who's struggling with that, like I am so right there with you. Uh, I Mm. love that. That's so good. Okay, well, jumping back into the question that I want to ask you. um, A few weeks ago on your story, (laughs) speaking of you doing stories, a few weeks ago you did a story series that (laughs) blew blew me away. Um, You talked about how you booked an incredibly huge client just from sending a GIF. That's it. Um, So can you tell us that story? Because it was so cool, Mm -hmm. and I would love you Mm -hmm. to share with our listeners. Yeah. And what – yeah, go. Yes, yes. 
So, so I got a random inquiry in my inbox, as most of you guys do. And, you know, you kind of like scroll and see like, oh, what's this person about? I saw at the bottom of the email that it was someone from Getty Images and I freaked out. And for those of you, most of you guys do know who Getty Images is, but they're probably one of the America's, if not the world's largest stock image company. Um, you see their photos everywhere in Google Images. They're, they're an empire, essentially, when it comes to the content creation spectrum. So someone contacted me from Getty and was like, hey, by the way, I love your work. Um, oh, and this is another thing, guys. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad that you brought that up. Evie and Lindsay, when we were... Um, this is a, a huge little pointer for the creatives out here. When we were actually filming in Hawaii, they, through their Heart University course, had mentioned the importance of hashtagging the location that you want to work in. And as I was behind the camera, sweating buckets, I <laughs> retained that. And I was like, huh, I wonder if I actually use that. And so I started in my post saying, hashtag DFW photographer, hashtag Dallas photographer, um, hashtag travel videographer, like all these things that were very specific to DFW because that's what I was based out of. And in the email from this brand representative from Getty Images, she said, I found you through a hashtag on Instagram oh, using the hashtag Dallas. Dude, I mean, that is freaking proof in the pudding right there. Literally that, that, that segment that you guys taught in Hart University, a hundred percent came to life by someone from Getty Images reaching out because I used that trick that you guys taught. So Damn. that's, that's how that story began. Right. Um, although that story is far from over because I got so excited. Right. I like, Oh, but we were in Bali when this happened. So I was in Bali with Evie and Landon. I remember this. And like was not doing a good job keeping up on my emails <laughs> and like being on top of stuff. So like a full week later, I ended up like emailing her back and was like, Hey, so excited to hear from you. Can't wait to talk. Like, let's, let's get together. She didn't respond. Okay. So then I went the extra length, which I'm sure many of you do. And she had left her phone number at the very bottom of that email. I text her and I said, Hey, just following up. Um, you know, I sent an email a couple of days ago. I'm so, so freaking pumped and excited to talk with you and maybe work something out and work with Getty images. And I attached that super freaking generic GIF of um, the guy from Prince of Bel-Air, like, dancing the Carlton. Like, it's not yeah. unusual. You know, that one. Like, so <laughs> generic. Like, not a remarkable GIF at all. And and was just, like, so excited and then sent the GIF and the text, right? And then got into a reply, like, literally within, like, five or ten minutes. And was like, awesome, so excited. Like, let's schedule a call, like, tomorrow. And I was like, holy frick. Like, wow, that escalated quickly. So then we hop on a Zoom call. And are like face to face. And she's like, okay, Brady, I have to tell you a story. And I'm like, okay, like, is this good? Like, is this bad? She's like, I reached out to a lot of videographers in the area, some of which never got back to me, but you rose to the complete top of the pile through, uh, through what I was searching for because you sent me a GIF and your text. And I thought that was so funny and so amazing. And I showed it to my creative director here at Getty Images. And he was like, that guy looks awesome. I think he'd be super fun to work with. Let's move forward and use that guy. Like, mind-blowing. And so, and so within a week, I was already working with, you might have heard of them, Marriott Hotels. Um, with Getty Images and doing a full profile on the city of Dallas for Marriott. And then a week later, got booked again with Getty. And then uh, Quinn and Asher, our little six-month-old, were flown out to Baltimore, Maryland, 
for a couple of days and did a huge project for Marriott again in Baltimore. And then I'm just about to do another project with Marriott um, in the next couple of weeks through Getty as well. So like insane. Mm. This client literally was landed through sending the freaking fresh Prince of Bel Air, Carlton Jeff. Well, I think something else else that's so cool about that story is not only were were you above and beyond the rest by like actually showing that you had a personality. Like when I go to hire somebody, I want to know if I'm clicking with them and like if we vibe and like you sending that gift one shows your personality, but two, I want to mention the fact that you, you emailed, but then you followed up with a text. You didn't just like assume, cause I feel like a lot of people out there would just email and like, oh, I didn't hear back from them all dang, I missed it. But it's like, no, you went, yeah, you went the, the further or the, the, the next step, I guess. And you saw her number and it's like, no, what I'm going to text her. Like, I love that initiative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I'm like, I'm not letting this go. Like, this is literally Getty Images. Like, I will literally do anything to work with this client. And what was so cool was when I posted that story, um, it blew up and a lot of people were engaging with it and like really sharing their personal experiences. And what was so rewarding for me was that there were people who were using that method of sending a GIF, multiple, multiple people who were DMing me and were being like, oh my gosh, I literally just landed a client thanks to you because I sent a GIF via text. That's and that blew, my, that blew my mind. I was like, something that I just casually posted in my story that ended up being a success and then ended up being a success for multiple other creatives out there too. That's incredible. Oh, that's so cool. And that just it goes is. to show, like, it's not like, it's not like GIFs are the magical, like, like, whatever the magical button that you push that will land you a client if that's like something that like think through like I know Brady in our text conversations you send gifts literally like every other text um (laughs) and so that's naturally like something that you do and I personally like don't send gifts every other text like I send them like maybe if it's like really fitting in that situation or Mm -hmm. if I'm talking to you um but like (laughs) but that's something that like not everyone like I don't send gifts to my clients usually, but I do infuse my personality in my emails in a, mm-hmm. in a very unique way that mm-hmm. like lands me clients because I was willing to say like something super like unprofessional quote unquote yes. um, in my email. But that's like something I would say to their face. Like, and so that's just like goes to yeah. show like this, literally the example that you gave is like, it's not like the magic button is the GIF. The magic button no. is that you were freaking you. And like, yeah. the client exactly. loved that. Exactly. And, and please remember guys that like your magical mystical client that you're trying to land, they're just people too. They mm-hmm. want a create a, a connection just as much as you do. Right. So stop trying to be this perfectly put together, you know, contracted agent that is being hired out for this service and start just like being a freaking human being and how you interact and engage with them because that will go so much further and you'll be able to build a relationship past the work that you do with them. And then that's where word of mouth starts. That's where Mm -hmm. referral clients start building is because of their experience with you. Not necessarily, I mean, yeah, your product's got to be pretty freaking awesome too, but because of how much they just loved you as a person. Yes. Yes. And that literally like goes straight into the next question that I have of like, what are your best tips for infusing your brand with your personality? Like, how do you strategically go about that? Yeah, yeah. Um, so something that I'm trying to get a lot better at, and we touched this, touched on this a little bit ago, but is just incorporating more of 
me, who is in an, in an industry where we're typically behind the camera, right? And mm-hmm. you guys too, right? I mean, y'all do an amazing job at this. You're putting yourself in front of the camera. You're broadcasting your own skills, your own talents, your own personality, and saying that, hey, you know, this isn't just some dude that's going to show up with his gear and is just going to like quietly give you directions as you like do something and then he'll edit it in his dark cave like a couple <laughs> days later. You know what I mean? Like you really want to like put yourself out there and just infuse your personality through everything that you do. So yeah, I would definitely say like start putting out personal stuff. Like if you YouTube, make more fun YouTube. Like I'm actually in the middle of working on a huge YouTube video right now. Come on, um, yes. I know, I know. I'm so freaking pumped on this one. I'm so freaking pumped on this one. Um, I want to see like so many more personal the- videos from you. <laughs> and this is so funny that I'm being asked this question. How do you infuse your brand with personality when I have so much further to learn and go and doing and like, yeah, but you're crushing my it. Personality. You're crushing it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, I would just say like, put yourself out there more story so much more. All of this is stuff that I'm literally telling myself to do more often. Um, and, and then just like make your captions super down to earth. Um, like you guys are an excellent example of that. Don't overthink your captions, make them super relatable, super personal. Um, and, and don't overthink how you're coming across, right? I mean, be self-aware, but at the end of the day, people thrive on authenticity and just seeing the real you in your non-makeup self, just like chilling in the car full of trash and food and kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> like people love seeing that. Yeah. Um, and there are multiple examples of insane personality driven influencers who have exploded and you watch their stuff and it's like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe she posted that. Like that's so imperfect. And that's so non-grammable, but people eat it up because uh-huh. they just want to relate with another person. Mm, and you all yes. are excellent examples of that. I mean, literally my, my answer to that could just be like freaking Evie and Lindsay. There you go. <laughs> that's how I answer it. <laughs> you are so we sweet. love you, Brady. <laughs> Dude. Okay. Well, actually, something, actually something something else that you're really, really good at um, is I feel like every time I talk to you, you just like seem to know everybody and you're working with everybody that I know. <laughs> and so my, I want to ask mm-hmm. any tips for our listeners, what <laughs> tips do you have for networking as a creative entrepreneur, like finding connections in this industry? Yeah, this is honestly a lot harder than it seems to be on the surface. Um, because community can seem very virtual, right, through Instagram. Um, and then it's something that I've found and struggled with a lot is finding good people here locally that I can collab with, right? So, and, and, and so for the creative entrepreneur listening, you want to network for one of two ways. One, you want to network for people that are across the U.S. or internationally that you want to work with as clients. And then there's other people that you want to network locally, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I've, I, I've, I've, from personal experience, the local part is so freaking difficult at least in dallas because there's just not a very good videography like basis here in dallas um but i would i would constantly engage on people's pages comment a lot okay if this is a if this is a a person that you really want to work with like comment on their post right slide into their dms not in an obnoxious way but just get on their radar right Um, so that when your username pops up a little bit, like, it's like, oh, okay. Like, you know, I've seen this person engaging with my content. I kind of feel like I have a connection with them. Mm -hmm. Um, and that has been very effective 
for me at least, as far as networking and kind of like establishing a community. Obviously, I mean, this, this isn't rocket science, but tagging people that you are inspired by or want to work with in your stories. Uh, if you make something that's kind of fun and fun to watch, that usually can get uh, noticed um, or attention. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just making good work, right? Making a great portfolio. And that when you put that out there, hopefully that gets shared some. And then that also adds another aspect to the networking as well that helps too. So mm, that's so I don't good. know if and that I, really answered that well. But. No, it does. And I think that's so like so good for the little like n- tiny strategies of like, hey, this is actually how you do it. Because that's something 100% that like I have people comment and I know Lindsay does too, have people like comment on like every single one of my posts. Like they respond to like 80%, 90% of my stories that I'm like doing and they like, they'll DM me and ask me questions or something. And though, even though like I've never met them, like I know their, their handle. Like if you're constantly interacting with me on social media, like I know your handle, like I'm not oblivious to you. And so then if like somebody, like I've had people reach out and be like, Hey, like, I'm interested, like, you know, I I have this question or like, could I shoot you in Landon or like something? I'm 100 times more likely to consider that and be like, yes, Mm -hmm. I'd be interested in working with you or, or whatever than this random person who may absolutely love me just as much as the other person, but has never like commented or interacted. They're just the ghost follower. Like, I don't know who they are. And so I have no like trust or relationship built with them at all. So that's like so good. And I think the other thing that I want to like add from like my perspective of like one of your clients, um, like, oh, wow, there's a siren going by. I don't know if y'all can hear that, but that's fun. Um, I don't know if it's out of mine or or yours or Brady's. (laughs) No, it's, it's mine. (laughs) Okay, great. It's mine. They're coming to put out the fire that is this Brady Clayton episode. Oh my gosh. (laughs) As one of your past clients, Brady, I just want to say like, you first of all create such incredible work that and and it's so freaking amazing to work with you and so the minute any of my like industry friends or anybody like that is like hey by the way, who was your videographer? I'm instantly mm. like, oh, let me tell you, sweetheart, yeah. it is this man. Yeah. He is like, and I legit, I talk you up and I am like, literally hire this dude right now. Don't even think about another videographer. This is your yeah. man. Like, and that's a huge way of like networking. Like I know I've referred yeah. you to like five different industry people, like yeah. hardcore yeah. because I'm like, yes. you need this dude. And that yes. just like that networking pool just continues to expand as you create yes. more and more like satisfied, obsessed clients. And that comes yes. from like yeah. branding and then creating quality work. Like the two of those together is just like a freaking fire combo. So you yeah, do that, that so well, Brady. That well, comes and, from, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. That comes from like giving your clients an excellent client experience. Like the reason Evie, we feel that mm-hmm. way is because like he showed up, he was himself. He was so much fun to be around, but he, he gave like a freaking kick ass, like quality like end end result like our videos were dope but also he like it just you gave the experience to us your client like right. be of and beyond and like that matters so much and like like evie said like that's going to i mean word of mouth is just as powerful like as anything else and like that's going to get you yeah in the, in the room of somebody else and then that's going to get you in the room for somebody else and like it just keeps going 
Well, and that's such an important point and that creatives listening to this shouldn't forget is don't focus so much on your actual work and your technique and your frame rate and shutter speed as much. Don't focus on that more than you are the client experience, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously don't take garbage work or like crappy (laughs) photos, like please know your gear. But I think too many people focus on like, just like agonize over, and I have several friends actually that do this, right? They agonize over their work instead of focusing on, Hey, this person, I'm going to give them an amazing experience and it's my interaction with them and them being so like having so much fun with me. That's going to get me more referral clients, right? Because like, yeah, people care about looking and seeing like great work, but they really want to refer their friends to someone who is going to make them feel comfortable. is going to make them just like have a blast and have an amazing experience overall. So don't forget that. Yeah. And that literally, mm. I mean, that those two go in hand in hand. Like, cause if, if your yeah. client's not feeling comfortable and not having a good oh, time, that's going to reflect in the work, like as yes. a, a visual creative, like whether that's photography, videography, whatever, like, or honestly anything else, like their experience with the final product, your product mm-hmm. could be the exact same quality, but if you didn't give them a good experience yeah. working with you, they're going to think less of the product than if you gave them a great experience. So it literally yep. like, I could not freaking agree more. That's but, so true. <laughs> Brady, I have a question for you because videography is freaking hard. Um, and I am learning this as <laughs> I am diving into the YouTube, like videography vlogging world. This is, it's a whole nother beast. Um, so if anyone oh, who is yeah. listening to this is out there dreaming of starting their own videography business or loves film or whatever, what advice would you give them? So this is what I can't stand about photography is that it is... Like I envy it so much because you capture a, a, a moment frozen in time, right? And then you can work with that because it's frozen. Videography, it's motion. It's always constantly moving. If you don't get the shot, you don't get the freaking shot. And the whole thing mm. is garbage as opposed to being able to take some stills and like, not to say that like photography is so difficult and there's so many things that go into that as well. But I literally wish that that was so much easier for videography because it's so easy to screw up videography so quickly if you don't get the shot. Cause there are so mm-hmm. many working, like things working and going on in a shot that have to make it good. So I would say for those that are starting, um, their own videography business or love film, um, freaking just go shoot literally get out, like get out with your camera, go walk your neighborhood, go somewhere and just play with your camera, edit multiple times, create fun edits, just do it. Like literally, because I think sometimes people are just like, Oh, you know, I I like, I love videography. I've watched some YouTube tutorials. I adore Peter McKinnon so much. Oh my God. (laughs) Like, and so like, I love Casey Neistat. Like there's all this, like, Oh, I have, I, I have such an appreciation for videography, but rarely are there people that actually slap that camera on their, like their Ronin or their stabilizer. They grab a friend and they're like, let's go do a shoot tonight. I'm not getting paid. I'm not getting compensated for this in any way. I'm just trying to get freaking better at what I'm doing. Right. Cause mm. so much of videography is in the camera. Motion is so important. Like it, it, like stabilizer doesn't do jack squat. If you don't know how to use it or don't know how to do appropriate motion and making things look cinematic. Right. So there's mm-hmm. so much that you just, you just need to get out there and do it. Like stop making excuses, stop being an appreciator or admirer of great videography or love. Like, you know, you're, I'm such a, a cinema buff or whatever, but like, 
actually going out there and doing it, that is huge. Because once you get those skills and you fine tune and hone those, then you're going to be able to create a kick-ass portfolio that's going to sell clients, right? Oh my gosh. Uh, Yes. That's that's definitely what I would say to start with. Well, and that's so important, I think, because while yes, like everything that you've preached in this episode about your personality, like absolutely, that's going to get you in the door. But what's going to seal the deal is your quality of work and videography. There's a lot out there that's bad. And it's like a fine tune away from being good. Like if you like, if you, um, like you said, like consistently hone in on your craft and get better and get better. Like it's really easy to mess up videography, but that's what honestly Brady makes you stand out from the crowd is that one, your personality, but two, you're freaking good. Like you are just plain, like just straight up the end of the sentence. Good. Like, (laughs) um, and so I thank you for sharing that. That was that was incredible. Um, and I hope our listeners take your advice. If they're wanting to get into videography, that's amazing. Um, lastly, thank you for yes. just taking your time to, it, to do this interview with us. We, uh, freaking love you. And uh, we know that everyone else loves you too. And where can everyone find you and connect with you after they've listened to this podcast and have laughed at all your jokes? Cause you're so funny. And where can they find you specifically <laughs> for the 45 degree angle story that you will produce, um, and serve them with? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, so you can follow me on Instagram at Brady S. Clayton, at Brady S. Clayton, uh, or hit me up on YouTube. It's just Brady Clayton. Um, yeah. And you know what? DM me. Seriously. Let's freaking hang. Like, let's start a conversation. I will send a personal 45 degree angle story just to your feed, just just for reaching out, just for hanging out. So let's make it happen. Oh, my Brady, thank you so much. We freaking love you literally like to death. And I adore y'all. So uh, I'm so happy to be we on We can't wait for all the future adventures of working with you because this is definitely just the beginning. Um, <laughs> yes. But thank you for taking the time to come on. We know people like this was freaking fire and people are going to learn so much. So guys, if you're listening to this, uh, like take a screenshot, share it on your stories or something. Tag Lindsay and myself and Brady. Um And we would love to see like what your thoughts are on this episode and which parts made you laugh and which parts made you go, oh, that's great. Um, (laughs) But seriously, Brady, we love you. Thank you for taking this time and we will catch you later. Awesome. Sounds good. Love you guys.